Oh, right now? Yeah, why not? Welcome to Rolling Real Estate, everybody. Hello. Who do we got in the car today? Marcel Garcia. That's right. <laughs> and one back seat. Ryan Kelly. Nick Pinozzi. Nick, get off your phone, pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so busy day for you? Yeah, yeah, coming up here on the end of the month. Um, didn't even do the calculation, but uh, Memorial weekend. Oh. Monday off. Yeah. It was just insane yesterday coming back, setting up for the end of the month closings. Yeah, I did the same thing like Tuesday morning. I contacted everybody that I was working with and like, it's a short, busy week. What do we got to do? Um, and we had to schedule some closings. We have two Friday and one of the loan officers, sorry, Matt Baffo. But he's like, can we extend it to Monday? I said, no. Sorry, can't do it. Well, there's four houses in there. Oh, that's We're right. We're the first yeah. of all these four homes that are closing. So we push back. We push back everybody else, and I'm not doing that. So. Did you work on the weekend, or did you take it off? Um, I, I did uh, caught up on some stuff around the house, and um, but I had to contact some clients and uh, make sure that we were lined up for uh, Tuesday morning. So you, you know how that is, real estate, you're never really totally off. Right. Yeah, same, same with me. Worked a little bit, you know, did some follow-up, but mostly took the weekend off. End of the month, is it going to be a good month for you? Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a good month. I'm uh, excited for the uh, the summer to come, not only because I love the summer, but um, just where everything's headed in real estate. What, what's your what's your typical like client? Do you work with more FHAs, conventionals? What should, do you have a specialty? Um, I don't, wouldn't say that I have a specialty, and it seems kind of like a, there's an ebb and flow, like all of a sudden doing a bunch of FHAs this month, and then the next month it's a bunch of conventionals. Um, you know, may do three or four jumbo loans, and then all of a sudden, every deal's one hundred twenty-five thousand. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just it's kind of all over the board. Um, kind of how it is here in Southeast Michigan. Yeah. You know. No, I know. I'm closing. I have two closings next week. One of them's thirty thousand dollars, and another one is half a million. <laughs> Same day. You know, it's like what is it? Southeast Michigan. You know, you can get anything you want. How long have you been doing mortgages? Uh, since 2006. So you uh, started at the bottom. Yeah. Or, well, close to the bottom. Yeah. Because right after you got in, we had a crash. Yep, exactly. Yeah, a lot of people that, um, you know, have the number of years in real estate say, oh, so you you were here during the, the tough times. And actually, I was here right when, uh, right before everything, when, when the economy was um, really good. And um, it was very easy to get mortgage. There were so many different lending programs. Mm-hmm. It was a subprime days. And then uh, yeah. the carpet was pulled from underneath us and yeah. things changed overnight. And uh, yeah, it became very, very lean times. What did you do to stay successful? Because I, I know very few people that stuck it out and are still kicking ass right now. How did you stay successful? Um, well, just grinding. And the other thing was, you know, it was it, the underwriting guidelines and everything kind of tightened up in lending, which made it hard, um, as you know. But um, for those listening, you know, everything tightened. But one thing that it's kind of ironic that helped me out was that um, I had accumulated some uh, rental properties myself, okay. small portfolio. But um, it was it was uh, good regular income. I had, uh, you know, done some studying and, and learned from some other people. That's and, how we met, Marcel. Yeah. Oh, one of one the first. Yeah. How'd you guys meet? One of our, so we, I met Marcel on the boat a couple summers ago, and we got 
to talk about real estate mortgages, and I mentioned we had an investment property in Waterford, Gateway. Yep, good memory. Oh, I remember and, Gateway. Yeah, Gateway, and then... It was across from the golf course, right? Yep, and we brought yeah, yeah. him by, and we ended up doing a deal together, and that's how we met. So. You still own that one? Nope, I sold that one, yep. Uh, made, a, made a nice little profit, um, it was a good little project, and... Uh, yeah, and it was good to, to make contact with these guys. And I remember stuff. that. Wasn't there a tree growing in the driveway or something? I, no, there was a big tree next to the driveway. I remember something where yeah. something I was like, oh, wow, somebody's going to have to cut that down. <laughs> I remember that. So that's how you guys met. Yeah. Beautiful. So you, you built up a portfolio of some properties. Yeah. Got you through the storm. Yeah. When did things start picking up again? Um, really picking up where I noticed good momentum was uh, 2011. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, it was grinding it out. Um, back in uh, 2007, 2008, um, there, it seemed like there was a lot of uh, just distrust um, in the industry between realtors and lenders mm -hmm. um, because the guidelines had tightened up on lending. And so a lot of stuff wasn't closing. And then um, appraisals were falling short and stuff like that. So, you know, like always, relationships, you know, are very important working with somebody you know and trust and, you know, you know what they're doing. Their team knows what they're doing. But, um, you know, during those times, a lot of people's heads were spinning, lenders and, you know, banks and realtors, because you just, you were holding your breath. You didn't know if a property was going to appraise, mm -hmm. and, you know, oh, what yeah. was going to come up next. Everybody was <laughs> real gun shy. So, yeah, that, that was tough. But around 2011, I think is uh, when things start to stabilize and um, you know if you had built up some good relationships during that time then you were in a lot better shape now. So relationships, yeah, I, we hear that a lot from people like you that are top producers and killing it is they built a lot of good relationships that, that they maintain to make, make that business keep growing. You're, you're one of the top LOs I would say I know. You have any, Thank you. Well you're very welcome, <laughs> yeah. you earned it. Um, but there's a lot of people out there that are struggling or getting into the business that aren't kicking ass like you. Any advice for somebody like that that's new to the LO world or even the real estate world of what, what you would suggest they do? Well, um, get out there and, and hustle. Get in the streets and hustle. Um, one of the guys in my office, um, and, I, and I know that this strategy worked with, uh, with realtors also, so he's a banker, he's a lender. But um, he went to open house for uh, leases for a, a rental property, mm. and um, at the at the open house, he met three clients that um, didn't think that they qualified for um, a mortgage. That's a great idea. Ended up taking an application, and two of those panned out where they're actually become buyers. That's a great idea. Andy Andy helped his uh, realtor who was showing this. And I know a lot of realtors that, that have kind of taken that approach too. You know, like if, if you're starting off, like you said, um, you're like, yeah, you know, you want the $300,000 listing, but you might need to start off with showing some people some properties for leasing. No, that's, that's genius because that, that rang a bell with me to where it's something we should be talking about too with our realtors because I know in the last 12 months we've converted two people who came to us for a lease and we were able to get them approved. And yeah, totally blew my mind. Forgot about it till you say it. that's great advice. A lot of that has to do with being able to be knowledgeable enough to have the conversation too. Right. So you being new, that, that having the knowledge definitely helps. No, that's a, and, you know. So I give a shout out, Christopher Gross. He's the one that converted those two leases into purchases. Um, that's that's a beautiful idea. What what made you get into mortgages? Get into this business? Uh, well. When I had a friend that uh, owned a mortgage company, and um, I was actually um, 
flipping properties, you know, buying foreclosures and... Um, so you started that before the crash. Yeah, exactly. Fixing them up and then sell, and uh, selling them. And, um, you know, that, that was, I had a work crew and all that, that was good. But then when the economy crashed, um, I had already started to kind of, uh, I started to write mortgages on, on a part-time basis through my good friend of mine that uh, owned a company. And then it, it just, because I was unsure, I hadn't experienced anything like that in my professional career. Um, I was like, well, let me stick with just the lending right now because properties, you might buy a property for, let's just round numbers, 100,000 and the values are dropping so fast that you yeah. might, by the time you close on it, it might be worth 90. You lost yeah. $10,000 and you haven't even, you know, the ink hasn't even dried on the contract. Yeah. So it was kind of scary for me. Um, and that's what really made me um, try to grind out and, um, you know, become successful with my, my lending career. Well, that, that says a lot because I don't, a lot of people don't realize how tough it was. Yeah. And even more so for you as a lender than me as a realtor because 90% of what I did was cash. Everything was so cheap. Everything was cash. It was like weird to get a mortgage. Yeah. And you stuck it through that and made it through. That, that really is amazing because, yeah, mortgages were out the door for the most part in my business. Um, I had a question. Yeah. What would you do differently in the beginning with the knowledge that you know now? Outside of maybe, like you said, sitting at leases and possibly converting buyer, but what did you learn throughout your career? You kind of like think back and, you know, darn, I wish I would have done that sooner or man, if I would have done this two years ago, whatever the case may be. Um, well, okay, well, two, th two things. Um, as far as when the... Um, the market crashed as far as the values on real estate. Mm -hmm. um, being somebody who was buying real estate, like I said, it was it was kind of scary. You know, things kept going down. But now, if I could go back, and it seems very simple, and it seems very obvious, hindsight is twenty twenty. But buy, buy, buy. And if I didn't, you know, if I didn't have the money, or if someone else didn't have the money, then go to other people yeah. that did have the money, and just accumulate as many properties um, as you could, because it's gonna it's gonna come back around. And people always need a place to stay in, as we see is we see a lot or read a lot about now. And you guys are probably can educate me more on this. But from what I understand, there's a shortage yeah. of houses. So, you know, if uh, if you bought um, during that time when the property values were low, then you're going to have a lot more equity now. And I know that from my experience yeah. from the, the handful of properties that I own, the values have gone way up and surpassed um, what they were. Um, back in 2006 or whatever before the crash they've, they've, they've caught up and they've right. surpassed that so um, yeah sometimes I just shake my head Ryan it's like man <laughs> why couldn't I have bought more a couple hundred thousand dollars more right? yeah. yeah exactly yeah um, what's the second one unless it was all kind of in one no the the, the um, second one um, would be to just get out of the office and meet people that are making things happen. Yeah. Um, the more that I've done that, like, you know, network with guys like you, the easier it is to make things happen. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've got to put your time in, you've got to have your time behind the, you know, the desk and, and crunch those numbers. Or like, if it's for you, for me, it might be putting a mortgage together. For you guys, it might be finding the ideal property for your, for your client and being, you know, spending that time on the MLS. Right. But there, you the, 
the people out there such as you guys, if I'm saying, hey, let's do lunch instead of eating by myself or whatever, and finding out what you guys have going on, um, just helps with your career. Being around other people that are successful, giving you ideas or encouraging you or letting mm -hmm. you know little things that, that you could improve on or that you might be missing or you didn't know about. I don't even think I'm more so on top of that. It's just connections. Like the people I know and the people you know, <clears throat> we might not necessarily know them directly, but you know, if, like for example, this morning we had an agent <clears throat> that put a house on, on um, put offering on a house for them personally. And it just so happened that Nick's fiance knew the guy that owned the house and got him in touch with this agent who needed some questions. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's kind of a very lame example, but that's a, it's the same concept. You don't know who you who, who people know, and if you need a, you know a leg up on a deal or some advice, or you know you want to get investing with X, you know I don't know who you know, and if I bring it up to you, all of a sudden you know somebody that happens to be one of your good buddies. Right. That's how you make things happen too. I just think the more connections you have, it just makes everything easier. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Connections you know, and good communication. You know, somebody knows something that you don't. Somebody knows someone that you don't that you need. It just you know gets you to that finish line a lot quicker. I think. Yeah. I think the connections is what turns the job into the jobs we have: mortgages, real estate. The connection I think is what turns it into a career. Oh, yeah. Turns it into a possibility to make a career. I mean, you could spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on, you know, marketing and leads and all this stuff. But when all that goes away and you don't have any, you haven't built any like true hard connections. I think you don't really have anything. Yeah. So I think that's what it comes down to is you know, sphere of influence, networking. That's that's how you make it a career. Connections and communication. Yeah. Or, uh, communication. Communication. Um, I love what you guys are doing. I, I on, uh, on with your social media and the little kind of like commercials you put yeah. out and stuff like that. Rat videos. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta put that uh, um, that little edgy music to it. I kind of yeah. like that. I like that myself. I'm sure we got made fun of quite a few times. <laughs> At least they're watching. But you know, people see it, and that's all that matters yeah. in our industry. That's what matters. We need to be seen somehow. We right. need to stand apart somehow. Because at the end of the day, being a realtor, it is. There's a lot of tedious work to it, and it's a lot of problem solving, and you have to be good at it, but it's not hard to do, right? So how do you separate yourself? Because this person next to us driving can go get the real estate license tomorrow, right? I mean, obviously you got to pass test, but they can still do it. So how do you set yourself apart from that person? You know, you do these videos, you do these social media sponsored ads or Instagram sponsored ad or live videos, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and that's and that's how you get I mean you watched it, right? Yeah. So it's it's that's we may not necessarily get clients out of it, but people will know who we are. Yeah. Um, and if for whatever reason they just see our video and then their friend talks about real estate, hey why don't you check these guys out? Done. Right. right. It happens. It happened Evan uh Ford me an email a couple weeks ago about somebody's seeing us online or whatever it was. Oh right, yeah. Uh, Lady on uh, in Clarkson. She yeah, found that, us on the internet and said, "Hey, I want to work with these guys." Okay, rock and roll. So. Yeah, and that that was that was even like more unique in a way where like she reached out to me because she knew I knew them. Why? And she, you know, I'd be like, "Why?" You know, it's like, "Here you go. Here's the email." You know, but but that's the, the connection thing. Is she reached out to me because she somehow knew me or knew my profile and said, "Hey, I want to work with the boys that are veterans." Yeah, and there's a connection. Yeah. Um, what about motivation? 
Marcel. What do you do to stay motivated? Do you do anything? You're just a naturally motivated guy. Car motivation. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, well, I would like to say I'm uh, naturally motivated. I think there's some to that, but you have to you have to work at it. Um, one of the things that I do is um, I. I watch or listen to a lot of uh, positive things to start my morning off. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I like to know what's going on in the news and stuff, but as you, as we all know, a lot of it's just negative. Mm -hmm. So rather than turning the news on or something while I'm getting ready, um, I'll put something positive um, on YouTube and I have it playing through my speakers. Yep. And, um, some of these positive uh, motivational things, you know, um, like Bob Proctor. Yeah, yeah. I, might, I might listen, or Jim Rome. I might Jim listen. Jim Rome to some of their stuff five or six times yep. in one month. And that yep. doesn't mean the next month I'm not listening to the same thing over and over again. This morning I was listening to, um, I think her name is Mel Robbins. I feel mm -hmm. like I'm gonna say that wrong. But she's that five second rule. Oh like, yeah, the, yeah, the, like the NASA countdown. Five, yes. four, yep. Yeah, yep. And, and she talks about just simple things like, hey, when the alarm goes off in the morning and you're tired because you didn't get enough sleep, don't push the snooze button, mm -hmm. you know, count to five and say at five I'm getting up and just little rules like that. that those kind of things um, keep me motivated. I'm a competitive person, so I, you know, I try to watch people in the industry and say, hey, that, that guy or that girl, they're no better than me. You know, they don't, they don't have a cape on their back. There's no reason that I can't do what they're doing. So I, I try to find out um, what other people are doing and kind of compete with them, not not in a, like, hey, I have to do better than, but in, a, in other words, to look up to somebody yeah, to say, it's healthy hey, competition. Yeah. Exactly. If you can do it, I can do it. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's the way I look at it when I see people that are above me or doing things that I'm like, ah, Marcel can do it. <laughs> yeah. I can do it. Right? That guy's an idiot. If you right? Can, right? If you figured it out. I'm an idiot too, so it all works out. Right? right. But I love the start in the day on YouTube. I do that same thing almost every morning. Um, throw something on and once you start watching them YouTube just throws them in front of your face yeah so you don't even have to look for them the next day you just open it up and there's one to put on yeah something along those along those lines or um, Gary uh, Vaynerchuk yeah yep. um, I think we talked about it Ryan that I went and saw uh, went yeah, to one of his events That's, yeah I saw you right after you got back from Miami yeah oh you went to that nice yeah, yeah. yeah are you still doing stuff in Florida Yes, I am. Yep. I have my Florida license. I have my uh, California license, and um, I'm working on some marketing stuff right now uh, in Florida. So nice. Yeah. I just got to pass my state exam, and I'll be licensed there if I ever get around to it. Oh, you'll get to it. When I want to. More important <laughs> stuff right now. Do you have to take uh, this? Like, cause to get licensed in other states. Can you do that here, or do you have to go to Florida to do that? No, you can do it. You can yeah, do it you here. You can do it here. There's, there's a there's a testing center. Okay. Like for. Real estate, there's a testing center in Florida. Oh, just for Florida? Yeah. yeah oh, I'm not sure if it's just for. I just know that I can take it there for. I, I, the only place I looked into was North Carolina for real estate, mm -hmm. and I would have had to go there to actually, like, they require you're physically in a class. Um, so just curious. What do you what do you consider success, Marcel? Ooh, uh, good question. Let me think about that. Um, I, th I think success is, to me, um, I'm, I'm very much uh, a family person. I care very much about my family. And um, for me, success, the first thing I think about is taking it, taking it up a level from my parents. Mm -hmm. In other words, you know, hey, this is what they accomplished. And I, they gave me a, found, uh, a sound uh, foundation. Mm -hmm. And I've got to use that 
what they gave me and build upon it so that I, I'm taking it up a level from the next um, generation. And then uh, besides that is helping people. Um, the more, you know, we talk about um, uh, making money and, and, and stuff like that, but um, one of the main principles um, as far as being successful and uh, making money is the more people that you help, mm -hmm. the more money that right. you're going to make. Right. So help people and the money will follow. You don't have to focus on, on the money because when you're helping people, it's, it's all going to fall into line. Do, do you ever listen to Zig Ziglar? Yeah, he's I love Zig Ziglar. Because isn't he the one that said, help enough people get what they want and you'll eventually get what you want? Yeah. yeah. I think that was Zig. Um, yeah, and that's how I try to tend to look at things. You you know, you go into a, a really nice neighborhood and you get these really big houses and stuff like that. And and, and uh, I just try to think of like, well, that, wow, that... That guy or that girl must have helped a lot of people. Whatever yeah, no, they're that's, doing. That's true. Yeah. yeah I, you know. I think that sometimes. But usually what I think when I see those big houses, I think they must be a Remax broker owner. Michigan? <laughs> <laughs> they, they, must, they must sell houses. That's what I always think. <laughs> I got a personal question for you. I, I got uh, Steve Buglioni with this, and I really like the question. I should ask people more often, but what's a dream you never said out loud? I love that question. Uh oh, for me? Yeah, put you on the spot. Yeah, it's not yeah, a dream that I've never said out loud. Yeah. Um, you know, I I cannot. I and it could be anything. Like Nick's is like, well, you want us to be, you want us to be a race car driver. Like it could be anything, but not some people may not ever be like, no, right? You keep it in your head. You know, I I I would probably say um because I try to say most of my dreams out loud because then it's it's. It's right. you're speaking you're more, into the universe, right? And right. then you're more likely to fulfill it. You're more likely to be accountable. <laughs> But I would say if something I haven't said out loud uh, would be to speak three or more languages. Um, you know, that I, that's always impressive to me, somebody that speaks more than one language. And then mm -hmm. you have people that are, you know, three and four languages are like, wow, that's, that's I per, impressive. I personally think people can speak more than three languages is absolutely brilliant. Yes, <laughs> like, exactly. That's, yeah. that's serious. Yeah. Do you speak two now? Yeah, two. And so I want to... Um, and even with my Spanish, I'm still working on it. As mm -hmm. a matter of fact, on the way to meet with you guys, I was listening to some um, uh, Spanish podcasts just, oh, to, just to, to, to brush up on that and stuff. Yeah, um, that's smart. Yeah. So, you know, because I get nervous, you yeah, know, yeah. And, and so forth. So, but uh, yeah, three or more languages would be awesome for me. And then um, another um, dream that I have, and I've said this out loud, and I don't think it's crazy at all, is I, I want a house on the ocean. Mm. And um, to me, that's, I mean, why not do that in... Gordon Drive, I heard, is really nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think the cheapest house is like $45 million. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I dream that big. I mean, I could, but I mean, you know, you I, know. <laughs> yeah. They, um, all, they all must be LOs and realtors. <laughs> yeah, well. yeah. I, I say that one out loud and um, I would love that. And, you know, you can you can make those kind of things happen, you know. Do you do something to remind yourself of your goals and uh, things you want to accomplish? Like, do you write them down? Do you read them? Do you have any like accountability for yourself? Yeah, I have a uh, little journal and I and I have goals that I write down in there every day. And then um, I really need to get to the point where I'm writing it uh, two times a day, but at least mm -hmm. once a day I'll go in there and, and write those. And so even though you know them automatically, I mean everything that I've learned or listened to is that mm -hmm. you you've got to write it down and. And so forth. You know who rewrites it down every day is um, Grant Cardone. Yep, yep. Every morning, every night, right? Yeah, yep. So, and, and that's where I'm like, and I got to get to the twice a day, but I, I'm proud to say that I at least, like, 
write it down. Was that the little notebook on your seat? Yes. I saw it. Yeah, he, he does it. I got mine too. <laughs> yep. Uh, but I'm not, I'm not as good as, I don't even write them down every day. I just look at them. Uh, but I definitely agree writing them down would, would make a difference. And so you're a successful loan officer. You're licensed in Michigan, Florida. In California. In California. Uh -huh. You speak Spanish uh -huh. and obviously English. Yep. What, so, else, so what else? Yeah. <laughs> what else can you share with people about you, if anything? Um, I would say, you know, some of the people that are listening may be thinking about, um, hey, you know, I need to go to lender or whatever. Is that um, my integrity and determination? I'm a very determined person. If I set out to achieve something, I just don't stop until you know I, I achieve it. Um, and I think determination is important yeah. for all of us in all aspects of, you know, life. You know, life can be challenging and things come up um, unexpectedly. Um, the market could be great real estate wise and then you have a health issue. Mm -hmm. You know, are you prepared for it? You know, what are your what is your fallback plan? How do you get things handled? Um, so, you know, that's why that determination um, is so important. And how can people get a hold of you? Uh, well, the, um, you know, get What's the best cell. way? Yeah, I would say via email. Um, always, you can always pick up the phone. My my number. You know, you can Google me, Marcel Garcia, Luxury Mortgage, and you'll find all my contact information, my email address, uh, my cell phone number. Um, you can always pick up the phone and call me. Um, a lot of times, um, you know, in the day and age that we're in, um, people want to do it, and it's eleven thirty at night. You say, "Yeah, it's probably too late to call that guy." Well, just send an email, and I may answer you at eleven thirty at night, um, but I'll definitely get back with you. Um, by the morning if I don't um, so yeah Marcel Garcia luxury mortgage yes. and what's your cell phone number 248-890-7255 and what's your email m garcia at luxurymortgage.com wonderful thank you so much for coming on this guy's a superstar if you need mortgages you speak Spanish in Florida or California and English and English <laughs> So-so. <laughs> this, this is your man right here. Thank you all. See you next time. Thanks, guys.